coming up next in a bonus episode. Book and it reads The Pit and the Pendulum. Hey everybody, and welcome back to Booking It. I am your humble and eloquent host, Cooper Cobbs, and I'm joined today by my friend, Matthew Gunsworth. How are you doing, Matthew? Howdy. I'm doing good. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, do you feel depressed after reading this story? <laughs> uh, kind of. <laughs> no, not really. Just kind of weirded out with this guy. Like, I told you earlier, out of all the things, out of all the topics and all the subjects in the world you could write a short story a book of why would you choose a guy getting tortured in a iron room it doesn't make any sense Edgar Allan Poe was not the most sanest of men (laughs) (laughs) yeah not the most stable guy not the most stable guy yes I remember (laughs) we read the telltale heart last year for short stories and I was just like weirded (laughs) out by that I was like I'm like, so the guy in the story, you know, he was like, I'm not mad. Let me tell you why I'm not mad. And then he proceeds to tell us why he's mad. Um, Yeah. I'm like, maybe the author is mad, if you know what I mean. (laughs) I was just like, gosh, this is kind of, yeah. And I was like, why can't you write about something more happy? Uh, There's this famous critic who said that Edgar Allan Poe should only be read when he's been translated into French and then translated back into English. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, hmm, well, I can see why. Wait, so what does he have to do with French? Or like, no, or... it's just like, apparently he translates well into French or whatever. And oh. then French is, it's, it's like such like a happy language, I guess. I don't yeah. know. And then translate it back into English again based on like, I just wondered if he, yeah. if he was like from France or knew someone really well from France or something. Because he also has like the French uh, general guy in his book. Yeah, no. I or don't, in, I don't in think this he... story. Like no, the, the it was the, it was the critic who said that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I should probably tell people, hey, what you're about to hear is a unedited episode. Now you're not gonna hear Matthew's siblings screaming in the background, but what you are not I mean what you are gonna hear <laughs> is all the content. Sometimes we'll cut out something that uh was not good or long pauses or something like that. But you're about to hear all the content, so special episode, right Matthew? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But, uh, well, I it's guess It's also we special because should... Isaiah and Tanner aren't here. So yeah, yeah, that's make true. It so special. Not really. Yeah. We wish they were here. We, we do. Ooh. I mean, we were like, hey, it's going to be kind of weird, you know, without <laughs> them on this episode. They're like, well, it would have been it would have been weird either way. So, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a weird short story. <laughs> it's a weird, it's weird short story. <laughs> but we're here, and we're ready yes. to talk about it. I so, have one more question unrelated before we get started. So ahead. we have, we me and Cooper both have these books called the Gold Bug and Other Tales, which is a bunch of short stories by Edgar Allan Poe. Uh, how many of the other ones in this have you read? <laughs> One. I read oh. The Mask of Red Death, and okay. then I, uh, I skimmed The Telltale Heart again. Okay. <laughs> what about you? Uh, none. <laughs> okay. Yeah, the uh, yeah the Bookening did an episode on The Mask of Red Death, so I, uh, I read that one. By the way, Bookening, okay. great podcast. Go listen to it. <laughs> anyway, um... <laughs> So here we are, the the the, uh, the pit of the pendulum. Right. What a very weird story. I I I don't know where to even begin. <laughs> I mean, well, I guess we can begin at the beginning. Yeah, uh, yeah. What you we uh, gave a little? We yeah, it's baggage. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, I just heard about this uh, 
like yesterday <laughs> or a few days ago when I saw it on my list of stuff to get done this week and I was supposed to read this for school. So keep going. I read it. Yeah. I read it. Nice. What'd you think about it? Go ahead and give me uh, your first thoughts well, and then I'll get my baggage. I think first story that comes to mind is weird. Mm-hmm. And I also think uh I don't know. I'm just so confused about why he was yeah. right about this. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you. Yes. Um, it's kind of similar. You know, I think we talked about it a little bit, but last year we read The Telltale Heart, and that was my first experience of Poe. And after reading it, I was like, uh, huh. Dude. And then after reading this, I was like, huh, huh. But yeah, so I was like, oh, I have to read this. And then I read it, and I was like, well, um, he. Poe has a certain style, and he likes writing about <laughs> dark things and dark stuff, psychological yeah. and physical torture. So that's that's kind of <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> like that should appease me being a teenager, but it doesn't. <laughs> hey, you be you, man. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah. What do you? Uh, what do you? It think? is. It is. It is good writing, though. Like, yeah, it's very uh, it's descriptive. Yeah, it's a good definitely. use of words. It's impressive writing but it's just weird topics that he writes about yeah, it's like could you not use this to write about meadows and flowers and mountains yeah. instead of yeah. physical and psychological torture yes i mean yeah i mean yeah it's it's good writing i mean i could i mean this is one of the short stories where i can picture the world like in its entirety yes like, i feel like i had been i would you could drop me in there and i'd be like oh yeah i'm in the pit in the pinch yes. right now like and a lot of the, impeccable. like you were saying, psychological or mental aspects of what he writes about, about um, the guy. I, yes. He doesn't ever say his name, does it? No, it doesn't. But it's all, it's all very accurate, I feel like. Like, oh, if yeah. that was, if it, you were in that situation, and even some of some things, you know, you can relate to, um, even when you're not in that exact situation, there's just certain things that everyone thinks mentally at different points. And it was described very well in words, which... Mm. Not not a lot of people can do, not a lot of people can yeah. express, you know, mental things very well in words. Exactly. So he did a good job with that. Yeah, the whole goal of an author is to see and then say, you know, and he did that very right. well. I feel like right. the only reason that he's like well known, well, I guess he's well known because of his dark and brave stories. But I guess the only reason that we actually like read him is because of his style. I guess I don't know. That's kind of what I think because I think it's great style. But yeah. So you kind of mentioned it. We've kind of been talking about the whole time, but why the heck did he write this story? <laughs> Actually, I, I can't do you want to do you want to do you want to give a uh, kind of quick summary about what the story is, just for people? Right. So it starts off this guy. Uh, we don't know his name because it's written in first person. Um, he's in a trial, and then he like gets sick, kind of, and sees like angels. Um, but then he realizes they're not going to save him. They're evil angels. And then basically he like just falls asleep and wakes up and he's in this, like he's in complete darkness. He has no idea where he is. All he can feel. Oh, actually it takes a while before he finally starts feeling again. And then he feels, and then he sees, and then, well, he doesn't see cause he's in the dark, but <laughs> then he realizes it's just him and he's laying on a cold stone floor and that's all he knows. So he like, tries to feel around to figure out where he is and he feels like some walls in this room and he realizes they're made out of iron and he just like walks around the whole room 
um, on the edges and feels the walls, but he still can't picture the shape because it's like there's too many bends and curves and stuff. And I was like, I this this you'll you'll realize why this is confusing later. But then um, he decides maybe if he walks straight through the middle, he'll figure something out. And so he starts walking through the middle, and then he randomly trips, but and then falls, and then realizes that his whole body is on the floor up to his chin and then his lips and all the way to the top of his head are not touching anything and he can he realizes that he conveniently fell right in front of a pit that we find out leads down um quite a while in into like it's like a well and there's water at the bottom and there's like rats down there and um, he finds us out by... That, sorry, like, sorry, real quick. Little... That's the uh, pit of the story, just kind of... Right, that's the pit. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> the pit. And um, he, like, throws a stone down there to see how far down it is and hears a splash and whatnot. And then, anyway, so then he, like, falls asleep. He's also fallen asleep, like, several more times yeah, like, throughout yeah. this that I haven't mentioned. Um, <laughs> he, like, yeah. randomly falls asleep a lot. Maybe but then he falls asleep, and then he wakes up again and, like, walks around a little more, and then he falls asleep again and then wakes up and he's tied... Um, to this little wooden board um with he's all tied down he can't move anything except his head and his left arm a little bit and um he can move his left arm just enough to where he can grab some food off the floor um that's right next to him on the left and then on his right is the pit and so once he realizes the situation he's in and all the rats are coming up from the pit and uh, trying to get his food and he has to shoo them away constantly. And then he looks up straight up at the ceiling and sees like this little uh, panel, I think he calls it on the ceiling with like a picture of uh, time represented in human form, I guess. And the, the time guy is holding like this uh, little, I don't know, I guess you call it a pendulum, but like a little hypnotizer thing, but it's like a pendulum um, and that's the pendulum of the story, and it's swinging back and forth, and then slowly over the course of hours and days and everything, several sleeps and a lot of different rats and stuff, and <laughs> after a while, it lowers down really far, and, and like there's a lot of the story describing what's going on in his mind and stuff while it's lowering, but I'll skip that part because it's kind of boring. And so basically it just lowers, um, and then he finally figures out like when it's about to scrape his chest he finally thinks to uh, put some food on the straps holding him down so that the rats eat it off you know classic escape and then he rolls off the bed and um, saves himself from the pendulum and then he thinks he's safe for a few seconds and then the pendulum just completely stops and shoots back up and then uh, the whole room starts turning red like the walls start turning red and um he realizes that they're just getting hot. The iron is just getting heated up like really hot. And then um, the walls start closing in on him um, and forcing him towards the pit until he finally jumps. But at that second, um, the walls open and this French commander guy comes in. I forgot his name. French commander guy comes in and grabs his arm and saves his life. And that's the end. I will say uh, Podnoma does not have happy endings. This is a happy ending, I guess you could say. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of weird. Also, I should give some more baggage. So, we were talking about this off mic. I read this story three times. The first <laughs> time I read it, I didn't get anything, but I think I skipped two pages accidentally. 
because I missed the part where he was talking about the pendulum and it coming down. And then I'm just at the part, I was at the part where he like the rats eat the bandage off. And then I'm like, I got to read that again. And, and I read it again. And I was like, yeah, I missed two pages. And then <laughs> You didn't I, miss much, though. That's what I the worst two pages. Yeah, but yeah, it, it didn't make sense, the story. So I was like, well, like what is this? Anyway, so I go back and I read it again. And I, and I made sense. I got the story. And then <laughs> I was finished school and we were waiting to record. So I just read it again. And I got even more stuff than I did. Well, you read so. it twice today? No. I read it twice today. In the, in the beginning, I read it once today. Yeah. Hmm. I just read it once today. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, back to the question. Why the heck did he write this? I can't tell you that. Like... Because he just what, enjoys <laughs> torture, I guess. <laughs> what what themes? I guess I don't know. Like, what themes are in this? What? No. Uh. What? What's the word? Um. Let's see. I'm not not analogy. Sickness, guess, you know, pain, torture, death, uh, darkness. Like, where is some like, like uh, comparisons? Like he made like, oh my goodness, the word is like evading me. Um, oh my goodness, I think it starts with a P. Um, um, see, normally we would cut this part out, but you guys are hearing parallels. all Parallels? No, not parallels. Um, uh, allegory? What's the allegory? Yeah. What are some, like, allegories in this? Um, analogies? No, allegories, I guess, like... You know, like, how does this relate to real life or something like that? I guess oh. maybe it's not the right word. I don't, I don't, like, I don't really know. <laughs> I don't yeah. know how this relates to real life. It's yeah. <laughs> Where is it anyways? Like, is it in France? So, it's kind of weird. Apparently, he cut together two timelines. So, the, French, the Spanish Inquisition was in 1490. But then, again, the Napoleonic Wars were in the late 1700s so it's kind of weird he like spliced together two timelines huh yeah really weird but uh, i guess i could say one thing i i was thinking about it and i think he was talking about like even in like when a man is faced with like mortal danger like he's about to die like something takes over and he starts doing whatever it takes to escape i guess i don't know he also quickly decided once, like, there was always, at some point, two ways for him to die in that room. Yeah. Like, it started off, it was either starvation or sickness. And then it was starvation or the pit. And then it was the pit or the pendulum. And then it was yeah. the, and then it was the pit or the heated walls. And, and he like, always, why and he always decided which... I know. And then he always decided which one he would rather die from and would get as far away from the other one. And, and he's he, like, anything he, but the pit. He's like, well, actually, I'm going to fall on the pit now. Yeah, and then he was like, anything but the pit. And then once the walls got close enough, he's like, all right, fine, pit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I guess it's fair to say that that was the pits. Haha. <laughs> good joke, right? Okay. That's not a good joke. Okay. That's okay. You know, if, if we were if we were allowed to edit this one, I'd put in some cricket chirps. Yeah. <laughs> Ah, good one. Good one. I don't know. What else is there to say about this short story? Um, Uh, Would you recommend that people go read this story? (laughs) (laughs) Um, 
I mean, if you're really confused about what we're talking about, you might want to read it. No, you're still going to be confused. Yeah, you're still going to be confused. I don't know. Yeah, it's funny. Know. It's funny to talk about after too. Yeah, good style. It's just I mean, so confusing, yeah. dark, and confusing, and I don't know. Poe's beard. But anyway, are we doing donor shoutouts in this bonus episode? Uh, I guess we promised all our donors that they get a shout out in all of them. So that's right. <laughs> Speed round, Cooper. Quick, Speed round. same way. Nana, Ben, Peppy, and Wayla. Isaiah's grandparents. Isaiah's uncle. Uh, Isaiah's sister. And Lizzie, thank you so much. We love you all. Thanks, guys. Yeah, that was yeah that's all. Go to patreon.com forward slash booking it. Booking it. Please give us some money. We would love that. Uh, please just sacrifice one Starbucks trip a month and donate for as little as $5 a month. Please rate and review us in your favorite podcasting app. We would really, really, really appreciate that. And yep. uh, You can check us out anywhere, any podcasting app, any, YouTube, any, whatever. Yep. That's right. Hey, until next time. Yeah, keep on booking it.